It's the most wonderful time of the year. Like the song that he just sang said, kids jingle belling, friends coming to call, marshmallows toasting, hearts a-glowing, parties for hosting, mistletoeing, whatever that means, caroling in the snow. In 1963, Andy Williams recorded one of the most popular Christmas songs. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And for many years, this song has been warming hearts and putting people in the Christmas spirit for years. Now, I know not everyone does these activities or these traditions that the lyrics sing, but it often makes us think about how wonderful things are for us at Christmas time. The month of December seems to be filled with everyone with excitement and anticipation. I just love this time of the year because everything seems to sparkle. From Christmas lights in the street to the first flake of snow. Or an excuse to wear sparkles. In December, the whole world seems to be getting glitzed up and jammed up for one huge celebration. It's often a time for forgiveness, reflection, and hope for all what's to come next. And if I'm being honest, the most wonderful part of Christmas when I was a kid was the presents. I know I'm not supposed to say that, but the excitement was just too much. The anticipation waiting to see what my parents had brought me under the Christmas tree. I loved our family dinners, our parties, our movies. I loved snapping those crackers at the table and putting those crowns on my head. The twinkling lights on the tree, the sound of music, the smell of cooking and cookies and treats. It really was and is the most wonderful time of the year. And while I'll forever treasure these memories as a child, now as a believer in Jesus, I realized I was missing a key part. The most wonderful reason to gather together and to celebrate is God becoming a man so that he could save us from sin and grant us eternal life. Is there anything more wonderful to celebrate than that? I read on social media kind of a little spin on the title of the song that we just heard. It said, it's the most wonder-filled time of the year. And I believe that to be so true. Let us not be so familiar with this story of this little baby Jesus that we forget the awe and the wonder of it all. See, when children reflect that wonder of the season in their eyes, the amazement of the sights and the lights and the sounds and the gifts and the stories on holiday, we should look at the Christmas story with those same eyes. This was a story that began from the very beginning of the Bible. A story where we get to see God's promises filled. And as far back as the book of Isaiah, before Jesus or his parents even existed, it said, like Jordan shared in Isaiah 9-6, for, for to us a child is born, to us a child is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. It is a mind-boggling hard to grasp, awesome story like any other story that has ever been told. But what makes this story so wonderful and so important is not that it's 
plot is beyond anything that we could have ever conceived. What makes this story vital is to know and to understand that it's not a well-crafted fantasy. The thing that, you sh that should make you stop in your tracks, activate your heart and your mind, and fall to your knees is that this story is real. It took place in a real time, at a real location, with real people. And all of human history was marching to that specific point in time when the story would unfold. And the implications of this event, of this story, reach to everyone who has ever lived since. The Christmas story is the story of all stories, which is what makes it the most wonderful time of the year. So I'm going to share a scripture that we already all read together from Matthew 1:23. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. I want to show you a painting today, not a typical Christmas picture by any stretch of the imagination, but it is one that many, if not all of you, will know or recognize. It's an iconic painting about the withness of God, that God is with us. Michelangelo painted this magnificent image of God and Adam on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. And if you look carefully, you'll notice the difference between the two figures in the painting. We see God on the right, and God is extended towards this man with this great vigor. He has twisted his body to move as close to the man as possible. His head is turned towards the man. His gaze is fixed on Adam. God's arm is stretched out. His index finger is straight forward, and every muscle is flexed. God is reaching out to touch Adam. And yet, you see God stretching, and you see Adam kind of just relaxing. Adam's arm is kind of partially extended to God. He's reclined back as if to say, whatever. God is outstretched towards Adam, and Adam is like, whatever. He's reclining in a lazy pose. He's leaning backwards, as if to say he has no interest in making any connection at all. And God is still outstretched towards Adam. And apparently one of the messages that Michelangelo wanted to communicate was God's relentless determination to reach out and be with the people he created. And even if we are like, whatever, God continues to stretch out that hand. God longs to be with you. God longs to be near you. And even if you don't want to be near him, that doesn't change God's heart to want to be near to you. This is why Michelangelo draws God coming out of a heart. It is the heart of God that reaches out to humanity. And even if we're lazy, and even if we're relaxed, Maybe we're disinterested or distracted. God relentlessly pursues us with love. And this is the message of Christmas. That God is not just near, God is with. 
that God has come to be with us. God is for us. His heart is extended towards each of you. And at Christmas time, we're reminded that God is with us. He is Emmanuel, like the verse said. There is nothing that can separate you from this love of God. He wants to be near you. And Christmas reminds us of the fundamental difference between religion and what the gospel is. See, religion is human efforts, right? Humanity's way of getting to God, to ascending to God. You know, maybe by your good behavior, maybe showing up at a church service, doing more good than maybe bad. It's our way of trying to reach him. But here's the reality of religion. It can never get you to God because we're limited. We can never get to God on our own efforts, but you see, Christmas shows us this beautiful picture that the gospel is better than religion. We will never get to God, but God says, I will come to you. I will come down to be with you. The with us God, the one who can't get enough of you, so much so I'm going to take on human flesh, come down as a baby in a manger. And then we get to place our faith in a God who knows our needs, who experienced human temptations and pain, who felt our anxiety, who felt burdened by loss. Christmas is not just about a baby. Christmas is about our God coming to the rescue. And God who has made his home with us, that's how close that he wants to be near to you. This is the gospel message. This is the beautiful message of Christmas. God wants to come to us. And that's a Merry Christmas. This truly is the most wonderful time of the year. But not necessarily because what is happening, but what has happened. Not necessarily because of the amazing gifts that you may receive, but because of the greatest gift that was ever sent to us. And not necessarily with who you are with this Christmas, but who is for you. And yes, it is a time to celebrate and do all the fun and the wonderful things, but don't miss the amazing wonder of the most wonderful time of the year. If you allow it, this story changes our eternity forever.